0: Peace, everybody. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody had a great day. Today's today. You've been waiting for it for about a week, and today I finally got him here to join the show. Give us a few minutes, we're gonna chime in with him. I'm only talking about the one and only Chet the Guard from the Guard Flow Show. When I tell you that this guy is somewhat like of a mentor, I mean that 110%. I've been following this guy for a little minute. I remember when I had some troubles, when I had my little cancer thing going on, I always looked to this guy's show. It always gave me a lot of motivation. And now that things are going on the right direction, it's good to have him here with us on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need everyone out there in podcast land to give it up for my good friend, and the good friend of the show, Cheddar to God. Give it up for Cheddar to God.
1: Peace, peace, peace to the guys. Peace to the guys
0: of the herd, man. It's just one to the guy from the guy from the show. I just Hey, man, I appreciate you bringing me on, man, on your show, man. Uh, this, this, this is huge for me. my first interview, so I appreciate you, man. All right, that's what's up. That's what's up. We appreciate you, you know, taking time out your day to even be here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm watching your show for a while now. And, you know, so why don't you, you know, Tell, tell the viewers out there, those who do not know, what's the, what's the God Flow Show about? What is the God Flow Show?
1: The God Flow Show is a sports and culture talk show that I started back in June of 2017. Um, I started this show, I've been doing radio for a while, man, for about two, three years now. Um, I've always had a passion for sports, I play sports, I play football.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Played basketball, wrestle, you know, I did everything. Um, but I didn't pan out in sports. It didn't pan out for me in sports. And uh, I've always had a passion for arguing sports or, or debating sports with other people, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I decided to, you know, kind of break into my own field. Uh, because a lot of people want to go to school for this. Uh, me, personally, I don't feel like i should to go to school. I, I want to do something nobody else is doing. Um, so I started the Guy Flow Show, to Sports and Culture Talk Show. I wanted to give people a platform um, to listen to real, non-biased uh, sports and culture things. You know, we don't sugarcoat mm-hmm. anything uh, on our show at all. Uh, we pretty much keep it 100, keep it a buck, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But uh, I started the show, like I said, just to, uh, just to give myself a platform and give others a platform that really want to talk about sports. And I, I wanted—I wanted to also give myself a platform to give viewers a chance mm. uh, to tune in, to also comment, and share what they feel about on sports opinions, So we do interact with our listeners as well. So that's pretty much the the whole background of how of what the show really is about, and kind of how the show came about.
0: Okay, that's that's awesome. Um, Cheddar, talk to us about you know um, what's your what's your passion, you know behind. You no, know, not just sports or just doing your podcast, but what's 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 cheddar the God's passion? What what makes him fire up?
1: Oh man, my daughter, man. Mm. If if I had to say anything, it would have to be my daughter, man. Uh, and I recently just had her and it kind of brought about a change. Mm-hmm. I'm kinda saying, I kinda say I kinda would say she brought about a change in my drive and how passionate I am about stuff and how I do stuff. I mean I've always had a drive, a natural born drive just Stuff and get, get, get things done, but really, kind of after the birth, birth of my daughter, man, it made me kind of change my whole perspective on things, maybe change the whole perspective on how I handle things, how I go about doing things. So, really, man, my daughter's the behind everything. But her, I don't only think her and my wife, and my wiz, I don't even think the show will be where it it There's been a lot of times I'm doubting myself. You know, I've said, oh, man, I can't do this, it's too hard. Um, you know I could be doing
0: something else, I could be doing this and that, you know, both of them have kept me going, so I really want to say both of them. Okay, all right, now, you know, when you, when you say that, you know, when you started to doubt yourself, let's dive into that real quick, you know, you know, when you, when you started to doubt yourself, what pulled you out of that, that abyss? best, what pulled you out of that?
1: I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I listen to a lot of Eric Thomas inspirational videos. Mm, okay. um, I listen to a lot of inspirational videos. Because sometimes we, we need that kick. like We need that kick in the rear end mm-hmm. to, you know, get us up sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's sometimes you're going to be putting your all mm-hmm. into your craft and people don't kind of acknowledge what you're doing. And it, 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 it gets discouraged. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, but sometimes you just got to, you know, you got to get that television got to close everything out and just focus on that one goal, focus on that one target. And so that's pretty much what I did. Man, I, I listen to inspirational videos uh, every morning. I listen to inspirational videos and that's just to keep myself positive. Because uh, sometimes we, we, we draw in negative energy. Or we, or we're around negative energy so much that it attaches to us. And we start to live our lives in this negative way. So, you know, I listen to a lot of positive uh, inspirational videos in the morning when I get up. I as positive as I can, man. Just to make sure I keep that drive.
0: I keep that, that steady mind. I stay focused on my task when I'm trying to complete. Okay. All right. Now, you know, hey, this is the Daily Bell. You're here with Supreme Cipher, and I know, like, the, you know, I know my viewers out there are probably saying, like, you you went right into the you went right into the interview. You didn't even, you didn't even do your monologue today. Well, just for those who are wondering we're going to do the monologue involved in, in involved in the interview and everything today. The reason why is because we got someone here who's going to give us up-to-date uh, stats on what's happening in sports, and we're going to pull away from the interview just a second, and we're going to talk about the NFL draft. Okay. Who... Tell us who your top three picks are, and who... Who, in what order you think that draft is gonna go?
1: The order, the, the one thing about the NFL draft, it's it's complicated. I mean, teams may seem they go for one thing, they may go another way. Now, um, we just talking discussing the top three picks, I mean, you got the uh, Cleveland Browns at one. I'm not mistaken,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Giants at two, Jets said three. If I'm not mistaken, that's how the order goes. Right, absolutely. Um, those teams, the Cleveland Browns did a lot of all season. And I don't think that bringing in Saquon Barkley, though, he is obviously the next um, making him a Le'Veon Bell. I don't think bringing in Saquon Barkley makes a lot of sense because they decide Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. They got John LaVandrie, Corey Coleman. They got um, uh, Josh Gordon, who we cannot forget. You know, he came back from the from the drug stint and he looked pretty good in any games that we've seen. But I mean, they also added Tyrod Taylor, um first-time quarterback that they didn't turn the ball over. He's a very um, protective guy when it comes to getting the ball down the field. um, So, with Cleveland, they can really pick anything with the number one pick. They want to go uh, Chubb from uh, North Carolina State um, as, as a defensive end. They could. Mm-hmm. Simply because they can boost up that defense. They you want to defensive in the division. um, division, especially when you're dealing with Ben Berger. Um You're going to deal with Joe Blackman. You're going to deal with Andy Dalton uh, two times a year. So, the draft, I hate to say what I think teams are going to choose because you just don't know a draft day. You know, they can trade for over there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Those draft day. But I i don't know about the first pick, but I do look at the second pick. I expect the Giants to draft saquon on Parkley. If not Parkley, I expect them to go to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And um with the third pick, I expect the Jets to the Rams, and Rodgers, and UCLA as well. So those are really my top three picks. My top three guys in the draft I like so far was then no there James. Mm-hmm. The James cornerback from Florida State. Um, I like Chubb from North Carolina State because he played four years. Right. And that's a guy that knows that, you know, I have uh things in my game that I need to perfect. Mm-hmm. So I need to perfect those things. So I can respect a guy like that. And then my third guy, obviously, is Saquon Barkley, man, the best running back in the game.
0: Absolutely. Hands down, he's the best. Um do you think that let, let's put it out there. Do you think that Cleveland can win more than five games this year?
1: Yes, Cleveland can make the playoffs.
0: Wait a minute.
1: Hold it on, make hold it, up. Yeah. Explain, make
0: it explain this it to the teams fans. Teams explain it to the fans. Yeah.
1: Now, for those that are tuning in, I know you probably like what is going on. This is absolutely nuts. But I'm not going to make a lot of sense of what I'm saying. And that is because if you go back and look at the past two or three seasons for the Cleveland Browns, the weakness that they have had is on the offensive side of the ball and not the a lot of games they lost last year were close games three point games, six point games, nine point games. Those are one position games, one touchdown games, uh, one play type games. So, <clears throat> what they did in the offseason was very smart. They went after Todd Haley, who was the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh series. Mm-hmm. Todd Haley is bringing in wide receiver weapons. He likes to have as many weapons at the wide receiver position as possible. That makes the. Quarterback job very easy. We see that in Pittsburgh we had Antonio Brown. yeah, had Plaxico Yeah, We had Santonio Holmes. We had Hans War. We had Antonio Fandaleo. We've had Martavis Bryant. We had so many targets in Pittsburgh it makes for the Washington job a lot easier. And mm-hmm. so that's what he's doing in the sense in uh in Cleveland by bringing in. Uh, Jarvis Landry assigned him to that monster deal that I think he did. He, you know, he pretty much deserved. Okay. Now, um, also with that being said, one thing that Cleveland Brown struggled with was um, at quarterback. They've never had a quarterback. I can't think of one Cleveland Brown quarterback that has had a decent career. Mm. Can't think of one. But they bring in Tyron Taylor. He's a young quarterback. He's been about, what, three years in Buffalo, really, three, four years in Buffalo, but he's never really had any targets or any top tier receivers to throw the ball to. He's just been Pretty much been uh, playing a very protective style of playing that is just not to turn the ball over and, you know, let um, Shady McCoy lead you to victory. But here in Cleveland, now that he has all these weapons, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do. And also with the addition of Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. Has had pretty decent season absolutely,
0: yes, yes. He's not
1: coming to it. He's not coming to a great situation. So I like the moves that the Cleveland Browns GM has did this this off season. I want to see how they draft if they draft smart. And I think the best pick for Cleveland will probably be Josh Allen, the big arm quarterback from Wyoming, mm-hmm. because in that division, in that AOC North, if you you do not have a quarterback that can throw into the wind, then you're not going to win. So absolutely. Sam Donald's out of it. Uh, Josh Russell's out of it. Baker they out of it. They better go Josh Allen if, if they want to build for the future in case, you know, Tyron Taylor doesn't pan out. But the Cleveland Browns, because they had one of the weakest, uh, because they had the worst regular league, and they have one of the weakest, um, because they had one of the weakest uh, schedules last year, they're going to get that same schedule this year. Mm-hmm. So that is why I'm choosing them to win at least I think they win at least two games. With that lot of of least two I mean, Miles Garrett had a great rookie lead. Campaign. It wasn't the rookie campaign that we wanted from mm-hmm. a top guy, but he had a pretty good rookie campaign. So, um, Cleveland's going to be an interesting team next year. And with Ty Haley um, have the offensive control, now D. Dexon doesn't have to, you know, use his quarterback as a punching bag, which he, which, he, which he was known for last season. But mm-hmm. so Desai Kai the he man. Got drafted, came to one of the worst, came to the worst franchise in the NFL. Didn't
0: have any offensive line, any protection or anybody anybody's football team. Corey Coleman missed most of the season with the end, and Josh Gordon was out. the um, It's gonna be interesting to see what he's gonna do. It. I got Cleveland at least ten games. Okay. At least games. Now, I, 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 everyone's heard about this situation right here. Got everybody in the studio. You know, I, you know, right now on the edge of their seats with this question I'm about to ask right now. Okay. Dez Bryant. Where is he going next year? And is he going to be the same Des Bryant that we've seen over the last couple of years?
1: Now, from my inside sources, source I've been told that Dez Bryant is suffering from what we like to call the reverse digital but I mean, He is getting over at a very, very, very fast pace. Mm. Um, so with my, what that being said, I like um, to see Dez Bryant go somewhere like Washington, maybe the Giants, um, simply because it's a division, it's, um, Division rivalry and those teams that and he's going to play the uh Cowboys twice a year. Any team he goes to, he's going to play uh, he's going to play twice a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Cowboys twice a year, kind of like a payback
0: almost,
1: right? Um, so I can see him in and in Washington. Washington likes they like picking up uh Cowboy guys, and I, I, can, I can probably see him maybe, maybe I can see him in Philly, maybe not. Uh, but he's definitely going to stay within the division. I don't see a team outside of the division, like, I don't see the Patriots making the run for him because. Of the style of play that Des Bryant has now. Now, when he came in the league, he wasn't a fast guy, but he was able to get open. Right. He was able to make a lot of guys. Uh, he was able to get open. He was able to get down the field, and he was able to make the big plays. But in today's league, the problem is that bigger receivers like Dez Bryant—they're getting phased out. Um, they're getting phased out because now these got are so small and fast. Mm-hmm. You know, a 19-year-old, the youngest guy in the league, and probably made one of the biggest impacts last Absolutely. year. Absolutely. At the wide uh, Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. five ten guy. Look at Antonio Brown, who we say is the best receiver in any NFL. Who well, I say is the receiver. 5-9 he These guys are smaller, they're short, they're fast, and they're able to get over quick. The age of the big receiver is dying, so wherever they're going, it goes. He's got to go to a situation where well, he has to go to a system that fits him. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a team. I don't think Carolina will work. New England, Green Bay, those teams are being rumored. I don't see those teams working. Maybe Buffalo? we mm-hmm. we not really talking about Buffalo, but maybe Buffalo. Maybe they Buffalo. This mm-hmm. All right. Maybe Miami. You know, they let go of um of Jarvis Landry, so he has a lot of good possible landing spots. Uh, but I do wish there's the best man.
0: God is on go of the best Okay. All right. This is the Daily Bell. You here with Supreme Cipher, and we got an exclusive interview going on with Cheddar the God from the God Flow Show. Um. No, we're gonna jump back into the interview right now. Um. Tell us, you know, what got you into doing, you know, uh, your own show?
1: It started about uh, two years ago. I had a... Uh, I, I was just... One day, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to start... Because I was pretty good at always picking... Who would win NFL games? I was good at picking upsets. and I was good at, at, at doing things like that. So I decided to open a YouTube channel where I would talk about... um you know, NFL games, uh, who would win, who I thought would win and why. Um, and after, I, I kind of got shut down mm-hmm. I know by the chick I was with. She was like, you know, nah, that's back, don't do that. Oh, but I, like, right. <laughs> and I left it alone. I went back to my first love, which was I was in writing, poetry. Mm-hmm. Writing. So I started doing that for a while. Um, then, I love it. That's my passion, but it's not something that I am that passionate about and I'll keep doing it every single day. Right. Uh, it's just something that kind of spot. It's like on the minute type thing. Uh, so I stopped doing that. I went into uh, designing my shikis and koopees uh, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work. Uh, I started selling uh, hair products, all natural hair products, beer uh, mm-hmm. products. That didn't work. Um, I was actually even customizing shoes <clears throat> were shoes at
0: Wow. Uh,
1: and that business just wasn't effective for me. So after that, um, I said, you know what, I need to go back to my what I love doing. And it needs to be something I'm passionate about doing. So um, I got a call from a guy oldest, that had a, a radio show. Um, I used to call in all the time. He has a podcast. And when I call in, the listeners would love it because personality that I have, Right. Um, and after that, I started working with him. Um, but that situation didn't come in kind of pan out. He had some personal issues that was going on, behind the scenes issues that were going on. So, um, actually, what really kind of sparked it mm-hmm. was what I was told by the guy that that, 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 that pretty much was the host of the whole thing. It showed that I needed his platform in order to succeed. And pretty much once he told me that, I was like, you know what? I don't need your no platform to see. I was like, pumping. So I got up with the guy that was recording us. Um, he he gave me a price and some equipment. Um, I went and got the equipment, and then uh, after that, it was a wrap. I started with with an air hockey table. And, okay. And, uh, and three, three or four microphones. I had a couple of guys that came in. One of my co-hosts, OC the guy. he was one of the first people that came in. We had another guy. His uh, name was City. Uh, that combination didn't work in the city schedule. So, I texted my cousin, who was Big Cousin' on the show. Okay. Uh, big Cousin was like, yeah, I got you. He came through one night. OC came through. We recorded the show. It was a hit. And after that, it was history. All right. It yeah. was history after that. It was, just, it was history. So, ever since then, we've been recording <laughs> recording this show. We've been pushing the movement. And, you know, we've been getting uh, a nice little following of the people. So, yeah, we've just been pushing it ever since then. Okay.
0: Now, um those of you who don't know those just been living under a rock on a planet um Cheddar the god just recently had a, a baby a little while ago um you know in you know, a beautiful 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 child tell us how has fatherhood and being a husband how has that been with your your driving career as being in, you know, in, in sports and culture and also just working, you know, a regular full-time job?
1: It's tough, man. Uh, I work, like, pretty much two jobs. Uh-huh. And I, I come home, I try to be, you know, a loving husband, I try to be a great father, I try to do everything I can. It's a lot on your plate, like, it's a lot. And then, you know, on top of that, you try to make sure that, you know, your, your show and your, what you're doing is still, you know, progressing and going forward. You don't yeah. never want to come to a stop or a halt, but it's challenging um it's been some challenging moments but i mean you know you gotta find balance you just gotta keep pushing through it Um, like i said you know my wife my wife my daughter man i don't don't know if i could be doing it they pretty much keep me they keep me they keep driving me to do this you know but they keep pushing me to do it and you know they're like my kind of they're like my inspiration really they're my inspiration so yeah it's been it's tough but it's tough trying to balance everything you know some days you may get off late you got a hair to get home trying to hop on the show and mm-hmm. have all this stuff ready and it's, it's it's challenging but you know i got two great co-hosts um they do a lot of work for me it helps me out a lot and you know we we, we push through it. so okay so how we keep a balance it.
0: all right so you know cheddar the God, talk to us about you know your role models you know um that you that you have in this in this game right here.
1: As far as role, I don't like to say I have role models because I don't like to model myself after anybody. Mm. Um, I like to kind of pretty much because because I feel like when you model yourself into somebody, you copy everything that they do. Mm. Um, so I don't say I have any role models. i pretty much I don't I, I don't like any, any I don't like any analysts. Out there. Because sure. I don't feel like they're genuine on what they're doing. Like there's no you're not being honestly. You. you know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. feel like you're just you're giving me what people want to hear. Don't give people give me your personal opinion. What do you feel? You know what I'm saying? How do you feel about the situation this team or this player? I like, I just I'm not a fan of really of a lot of analysts. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose one, it may be it may be Shannon. No, I'm not a Shannon fan. Mm. I do appreciate some of his honesty sometimes right um, but outside of that i really don't have any role models in this I, I i jumped in this because i want to be better than them you know what i'm saying that's my final goal my final goal is not to it's not to say hey you know i watched these for so many years you know i'm trying to not i want to be better than you. i'm gonna create my own path like that's the way i've always been i don't like to. i'm not a follower I'm, I'm a natural born leader so by any means i just i, just lead. I don't follow
0: that's definitely peace right there, and we're talking about Shannon. You know, we're talking about someone who has, to me, um, he has come in with a, a sense of honesty, and you know, a sense of somewhat of trying to change what you know that analyst uh, yeah. you know thing is about. You know, I, I definitely enjoy watching them, um, but it, it is it's very rare. You know, it's very rare to see. Um, that type of uh analyst because like you said most of much is based on telling you what you want to hear
1: and for the for the
0: television ratings
1: huh? I, I mean i can care i can care less what people have to say about my show one thing you will not know when you turn into my show is that this guy will keep it real regardless if you like it regardless if you don't if you're a fan of a team or not i don't care don't seem to do no be Sunday, you get that work on it that's just the way it works
0: that's
1: the way it works
0: okay I, I can understand that I, I i definitely understand that um now talk to us about where you plan on being where you see yourself in the next five years or so in
1: the next five years i expect the downfall for happen to be his own network um and i mean i want us to be bigger than any other competitor that's out there i'm about espn youtube Report, fox sports uh, barstool, I want to be thinking on all those guys. I want to push this brand as far as our possible and get it the proper exposure that it needs because we need honesty in news, we need honesty in sports, we need honesty, too. Mm-hmm. and that's some societies that can be in general. Be lying to folks, stop lying, that's We're right, <laughs> and that's what we do. We, we keep it real. So, mm-hmm. I'm gonna in five years, I expect for the godfather to have his own network, and you know, we have athletes to us, and you know, hey. This is what I want to say in your show. See, mm. You gotta come and end up safe. You're not gonna push your word. You're not gonna jeopardize uh, uh, your brand. But see how you feel. And that's that's what I. That's that's my whole goal behind this show. But I really want to push it to the point we have a network and we got guys coming to us telling us, "Hey man, we want to be on your show. We want we want to come do and, and chill with you on your show. Because
0: you keep it real. Like, yeah.
1: That's my ultimate goal. Of my
0: okay. All right. This is the Daily Bill. You're here with Supreme Cipher. Now we're about to get into uh, What I consider the, the biggest part of the show um, I wish you could literally see this Everyone is really waiting to hear this part Of the show as far as my staff Is concerned now we're going to jump into The NBA playoffs And uh, <laughs> First thing we want to talk about is Do you agree with What Adam Silver is, Wants to do when it comes to The 1-16 to Playoff trade
1: Yes, it needs to happen. We need to get rid of the Eastern and Western conference because let's be honest. I'm sick and tired of watching LeBron James dominate a young and, and clueless Eastern Conference. The Western Conference is hey, the Western Conference is like stars right now. I mean, you mm-hmm. got Wilder in San Antonio, though he has not played off season. Dane Partner and Chris Paul in Houston, you got Pat Williams, Jimmy D. Andre Wiggins in Minnesota. You got Dame Lillard in Portland. I mean, the whole and you got Russell Westbrook, Paul George. Carmelo Anthony and the OKC okay, Thunder. So, the Western Conference is stacked. I mean, you know, I, it's time to start. Let me shake this bracket up. It's time to start shaking things up so that we can see what what, what are these teams, what are these teams really making? You know, yeah. Give some of these teams another shot. Like, let us be honest. Um, nobody thought going into the playoffs this year that, you know, LeBron and the Cavs were losing their first game.
0: Right. Okay, nobody yeah. thought
1: that because we haven't seen the Pacers play. The Pacers don't look at of
0: that's right. Ten
1: games out of an entire NBA season, so we need to start giving teams like that a chance um, to play some competition. I'm going to see what they do when they, when they do start them against an all-state team or OKC team. So I'm down. I like the idea of what Adam Silverman is doing. He's bringing back competition and competitiveness to basketball, and that's what we're lacking. Mm-hmm. That's what we're lacking in the sport.
0: So yeah, I'm, I agree with it. Like you know, I was um, when I was we were sitting here and we were watching the interview with Victor from Indiana. And he said it. He said, we've been doing this all year long. It's just that now that we're in the playoffs, it's highlighted. Do you think a lot of players feel like that?
1: Agreed. And, and, and it's, it's the truth because you can look at um, what games are being publicly played. I mean, how many times have we seen Chuck Brook past that all game? All season? Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have we seen uh, James Harden drop 50 points? I, I'm tired of seeing those teams. Let's see some of the teams that are not getting by as much see those guys play because those guys are superstars, but we don't put them on the same platform because they don't get the same television time for the big team. So, um, Victor Oladipo is right, man. The Pacers didn't get any television time, but sure they sure did run them camera on their court. first game of the first game of the playoffs, and I
0: like it. You know, let me tell you something. I got a, I got a half a staff here that that was that could not believe that they literally got think they, they just got ran over. That's how I looked at it. LeBron did not play well and no one showed up on his team for that first playoff game. You know, is that a sign of things to come?
1: Yes. And the reason why I say this is because LeBron James has never been an aggressive. He's not a dominant player. He's not a he's not he's not a he doesn't have that killer gene, that Jordan gene, that Kobe gene, that Kyrie Irving, killer miss instinct type mentality. He doesn't have that. LeBron James and we compare a lot. We compare LeBron to Magic Jordan so heavily, but in reality, we need to be comparing LeBron James to Magic Johnson because they have the same style of basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you and you see a lot of that style of basketball in Russell Simmons as well. That's right. Um, and I, I watched him over the season. He has a lot of LeBron issues, Magic Johnson. I play those guys. They look to get guys open. They know that they can dominate They can score, but they decide to look to get guys open in order for the Cavs for this series down. LeBron James is gonna to have to dig in his bag and he's gonna to have to start playing basketball. And what I mean by basketball is when you're down by 20, you need to start dominating. You need to start taking over. That take over aspect has to happen. Everybody's going to take over. Even James Harden to go. Mm-hmm. So we need to have that type of aspect in basketball in order to um and, and we need that type of aspect to have for the Cavs in for the Cavs um to win that playoff series. They going he's gonna to have to step up and he's gonna to have to start dominating. He's gonna start putting points on the board. I mean, averaging a triple double means nothing in the team boost about eighteen. Absolutely. You got twenty-four points with seven for seventeen from the floor, and you was guarded by Brock Notovich. You don't even know who Backnotovich is. Nobody knew who Brock Notavich
0: was. That's was right.
1: You understand what I'm saying? So if I got a guy like Brock Notovich guarding me, and I, and I think the bad thing about it, we know the guy's not a perimeter that makes shooter. Okay. And you got this guy guarding you and you're not taking advantage of the one on one situation. You can't worry about if Kevin Lowe's going to get open, if Jordan Carson is going to get open, if Rodney Hill is going to get over if, if those no guys are not down shots you got to stop relying on those guys because, let's be honest how many times do we see the greatest of all time assistance being held on ESPN on mm-hmm. on sports Center, mm-hmm. on any sports station we see this debate happen and held all the time absolutely and the two people that we argue the debate over is Michael Jordan LeBron James right okay Walter Baines held up in the banner? You have to start taking over all games. You can't be passive. You can't let things happen. You have to be aggressive when you're going home early because this is the conference. We're young, but these guys are talented and they're hungry. And the great thing about that is when you're young and you're hungry, you have no fear. Absolutely. So you've, got to, you've, got to, you've got to
0: step up. you got to step up. All right. So we were having this conversation the other day and. um you know, and when when the idea when we finally discussed and we finally got you to come on the show, I was told that if I didn't say this, if I didn't ask this question, that my whole crew was going to get me. So, mm-hmm. give me your top five. I'm going to give you my top five players of all times, any position, any generation. Let's go. We talking
1: NBA or we talking football? NBA. My number one of all time, obviously, without a question or a shadow of a doubt, is Michael Jeffrey M. James. jump man Jordan, the most dominant scorer, the most dominant bean to ever dribble the basketball. I mean, the man went through turmoil in Chicago, went through the 85, 86, also Celtics were regarded as one of the best NBA teams ever. The man got beat up by Detroit three times in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally beat them, both up. They finally beat him. They didn't want to shake his hand. The man won a three-peat, retired, and came back win a three-peat. Obviously, my pick for number one was be Jordan. Um, my number two of all time, the second one had to be the game up the That's my two. My three would be Wilt, four Shaq, five Kobe. And I know that's crazy to have three big men up there, but each one of those big men elevated the game.
0: Absolutely.
1: And Wilt made the center position pop. Okay, mm-hmm. Kareem made made, made it to where big men pushed about the paint. And Shaq showed you that Shaq and then with, with, with Shaquille O'Neal, they had to change the NBA rule to make this man less as dominant. And that's why that's the reason why you have the three seconds in the key rule today. Mm-hmm. Okay Shaq was sitting in the paint and there was nothing you could do. That's right. <laughs> you couldn't drive, you couldn't, you couldn't get any, say anything the paint because he was sit in the paint all day. So. Those three guys, and I know they're all Lakers. I'm not a lot of Lakers fans. those that are tuning in, I'm not no Lakers fan. I don't even have an NBA team anymore. So you know what I'm saying? Don't no, don't get it twisted, man. You know Kareem, Shaq. On my point, our top five greatest of all time. Um, and then I gotta throw Kobe in because you know we haven't seen anybody that was close to Jordan as Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they might say somebody said he asked him in, but he wasn't the best player. He, blah, blah blah blah. Kobe always had a killer like instinct. Period. Mm-hmm. Game is on the line. Mama
0: top. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Um, so Kobe definitely mama. Now, awesome, awesome top five. Let me tell you mine. All right, mine. and this is and this is why a lot of a lot of my you know a lot of my people here were a little upset. They didn't understand. Number five, I have Jerry West. Reason why I have Jerry West is because not only is he is here, he's just an awesome all-around player and he's the emblem of the NBA but he's the only person to win the MVP on a losing team in the finals which lets me know that even though the other team won and they had great players I think they were playing Elgin Baylor and all of them that he still was the best player out of all that I admire that that's simplified. Okay, I you know same thing you did. I, a lot of other people did the same thing. I got, um, I got Russell. I got Russ, Bill Russell. Number four. Number three is um, I had Kobe Bryant. Number two, I have Cream Abdul Jabbar. And number one, without question, I got Magic Johnson. I mean, excuse me. Um, uh, uh my Air Jordan. Air Jordan. Okay. I got Air Jordan. Yeah. Now, no, I, I need you to explain why why you gave me the hot air balloon when I said Jerry Jerry West. I mean, I can respect
1: why, but I don't think Jerry West was a better player. To play. I don't think Jerry West, uh, West was a better player because play. you know, okay. I don't think Jerry West was a better player person. Okay, Jerry West had a few dominant seasons, but I mean, I can I can't say I don't respect why you picked him. Mm-hmm. Um, you have great reasons to why. I just don't feel like Jerry West is the top five player. Okay. I don't even think Jerry West is the top five in the position. Oh, okay. And that's not the dope disrespect. I mean, you got Jordan,
0: mm-hmm. Kobe,
1: and I know this baby for six. Okay. Dwayne Wade for the top five. We got. Okay. We gonna have to. We have to give this man credit. Yeah. We gonna have to give this man some credit. Yeah, right? we do. We got George, Ice, Ice Man, Jordan. Oh, we had we had Allen Iverson. He changed the game. I mean, he literally changed uh, the game. We had Reggie Miller. And I'm not taking another Reggie Miller. I just don't feel
0: so. He's top five material. Maybe top fifteen, but not top. Five. Okay. All right. Let's not giving a Okay. Now, let's talk about Golden State. This is my this is my take on Golden State. I first of all. We've never seen a team like this before. They, they are, without question, one of the best teams I've ever actually seen assembled on a basketball court. Now, do you think that they can... um, Do you think that they can win it? Even though Steph Curry is a little beat
1: up? <laughs> um... Golden State Warriors are still still have the best chance to make it out the rest of the um, regardless of the fact that Stephen Curry thirty now. We have to still acknowledge the fact that Kevin Durant is a superstar. He averaged a 30 piece nugget with no sauce in the finals.
0: Absolutely. One
1: grab a whole argument with the greatest surround basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. Um quote unquote. Um and he and he also has played well so far in the playoffs they are two and against just third. Year. Um. So, without shadow without I think I think those things can make it out because I don't see anybody that can, Even though Houston's having this great season, I don't trust Dame in this like situation. There we go. I don't go. trust uh, Chris Paul's help in in clutch situations because let's that's, that's let's go back to any years. Chris Paul's like six months mm-hmm. left. <laughs> Damn, I can't trust your health because you're sitting out for a jam so mm-hmm. game. He, he gives no love for me, but um. I don't have any faith in Houston right now. I got a lot of faith in Golden State because he's got to be here before. Um, and so far, New McGee, he's looking like a great uh, uh, addition. Mm-hmm. not even a great addition, but he's playing well so far in state. He's going to best play Andre. is a dollar the bet. I mean, they got they so many ways. Clay Thompson was shooting the highest three-point percentage he's ever shot in his career right now. What mm-hmm. um, so, I don't see anybody outside of Golden State. Maybe, um, Nah, Golden State.
0: It's just Golden State. It's just Golden State? <laughs> it's just Golden State. Okay. So, what What we're, we're, we're going to... Who right now... We're going to do your prediction. Who right now do you believe is going to the NBA Finals? Man, that's tough. Uh, because right now, the
1: way the, the way the NBA playoffs are going... Kind of tough. Uh, some guys are starting out. Some guys, are, I know one team that's, that's not going to be there. The East Conference and that's the uh, Washington They're
0: not. Gonna be there. Yeah, they're not going to be there. So,
1: um, it's tough, man. That's a tough one. I don't know. I think the East is up the grabs. Okay. I still like Boston. though they don't have Kyrie because they have Bradley Stevens, and he's a great coach. Um, he's one of those type of coaches where he's able to coach guy if he doesn't need a superstar because even without Kyrie Irving, they're still in the game yeah they are they're still dominating so that that's a head off to Steven as a coach but I, I think I think Boston can come out of the Eastern Conference um Philly though Philly's tough Philly's tough they had a bad night last night mm-hmm. Philly, is, Philly is tough so I, I like Philly as well coming out of the Eastern Conference so mm-hmm. they got, it's I don't know about Eastern Conference I just think it's want to go to State but Steph, Curry, Steph Curry's head off of the mud off to get his ankles rested, taped up, um, and get his body healed up before these playoffs, When he comes back, he's going to be 100% healthy. If the Golden State Warriors are most dangerous but Stephen Curry's on the court because Stephen Curry keeps the ball moving. He's mm-hmm. the ball moving. And one thing Golden State loves doing and love to swing the ball around. They're very unselfish team, and they play great defense in the playoffs. So I like Golden State and not the Eastern Conference. I'll probably go with uh, I hate to say this. Boston, but even though I feel as though
0: the Philadelphia seventy six is taking your Boston around for another year, um, the seventy six is making Okay, all right. Um, this is the Daily Build. I'm here with this is Supreme Zephyr, and I'm here with my special guest Cheddar the God from the Girl Flow Show. Um, on behalf of my entire staff, you have us. You have I literally you have them all sitting on the edge of their seats thank you so much for your time you have been our inspiration you have been you have been everything and we you know we just want to just thank you for your time and your opportunity and we wish you the best with your little baby girl and your your beautiful wife and your entire life thank you so much for coming to the golf floor i mean thanks for coming to the daily build for (laughs) bringing for bringing the golf flow show to the daily build we really appreciate you, and we hope that we can link up many more times in the future. Of course, man. You got
1: my contact information. Anytime you want to link up, man. Let's listen to
0: it. Absolutely. So give it up for Shatter the Guard and the Guard Flow Show, and we'll definitely um, we we'll holler at you and we'll reach out to you. Thank you so much.
1: No problem.
0: Peace. Peace. That was Shatter the Guard with the Guard Flow Show. Um, can't say enough about him. Great guy great interview um you know just to to give my my final build on that is that when you know sometimes you can't judge a book by the cover sometimes you just can't look at something to say oh this is what it is or you know uh um they don't know what they're talking about or you know or, or anything like that this is a man who has been through some struggles he's had his own show for you know for, you know, for two years, he's been involved in podcasting for the last three, you know he's a father, he's a husband and he's a great great anchor on his own show we really want to thank him for coming through we got some real big things coming up in the future, we got Frankie 15 coming on tomorrow and then at the end of the week we rounded it out with Candice Nichols, that should be something good for all the young girl power out there Thanks everybody for tuning in. Have a great day.